Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Welcome everyone to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host, coming at you live from the New Life Center Thrift Store on 3rd Avenue North in Fargo, North Dakota. i got a great, great show planned for you today. So happy that we're here talking about, we'll be talking with Tom and Robin just a little bit about uh, the great, great grand reopening they had and everything's going awesome here. So again, coming at you from the New Life Center here in Fargo, North Dakota. Going to kick it back to Aaron back at the studio. Aaron, tell our listeners what's happening on today's show. Absolutely. This is going to be great, and you may have heard, or you may have heard even a grand show today. Speaking of grand, we'll have some great news about the grand reopening at the New Life Center with Rob Swears and Tom O'Keefe. Also get those questions ready on the faith for Father William Slattery for Straight Talk. We will also be ready to strap in for a fun ride with Jolene Obregewicz up from Home on the Range on the upcoming Champions Ride in August. And there's a men's group that wears a reminder of the call to follow Christ every day. Stay tuned for Deacons John Bredmeyer and Bruce Dahl on the Men of the Cross. All this here on Rio Presence Live, right back to you guys. Hey, thanks so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. You betcha. So how do you like doing all these uh, on-location events, Aaron? It's so much fun. We're all over the place, and we get to meet so many different great people. It's absolutely amazing. You know, I love it, too. There's one thing I miss, though. I got I to gotta be honest with you, Aaron. What's that? I mean, looking at you through the glass. You're such a happy young guy, you know, and I kind of miss well, I could do have Brandon here now, I guess, you know, right. and Rob and Tom. But uh, anyway, we want to thank you for all you're doing there because it's a lot of effort on your part as well. So thanks so much for making this work. Well, thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. All right. That sounds good. Now, Aaron talked a little bit about that Champions Ride that benefits the home on the range. And we do have tickets to give away all throughout the show. So we want to let you know that, of course, it's Home on the Range Champions, right? It's a saddle and bronc match coming up Saturday, August 3rd, courtesy of Home on the Range. And it features the best PRCA saddle bronc riders in the world. We have 20 tickets to give away, and here's how you get them. First come, first serve. You call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. When you get to call, you get to choose how many tickets you want. If you have a family of five, you ask for five. That's great. Okay, family seven, that's a seven. Watch for yourself, just one. That's fine. But call 877-795-0122 for the Champions Ride Saturday, August 3rd that benefits home on the range. All right, as always, we begin with a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and loving God, Lord, we praise me. Thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for those who are willing to step forward, to follow your call, to help those who are most in need. We ask a special blessing today over those who work here at the New Life Center and those who are residents here at the New Life Center. Lord, bring them your peace, your joy, your love. Help them to know of your salvation. Guide them. Help them to be Christ to all those in need. Bless all our other guests as well. Bless Real Presence Radio. Bless our listeners. Help us all to follow in your steps, Lord, in your love. 
We ask all this and give you all the glory as we pray. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, Tim Moser here coming at you live from 3rd Avenue North, the New Life Center thrift store just across the street from the main building. And we have Tom O'Keefe and Rob Sweeters here. Welcome to the program, guys. Hey, thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah, what a blessing for you guys to be here. Thank you. It's oh, amazing. I, I, here in the New Life uh, store, I know Tom and I also know Jay Thorson, of course, who works here. He used to work over at Concordia with me. And, you know, I have some great men here. So, uh, But we want to get into this. So uh, let's maybe just start out this. Maybe some people are saying, what is the New Life Center? Rob, oh, Tom, okay, why don't you give us a little talk? Hey, you guys can banter back and forth. Tell us about the New Life Center for those that don't know. Well, the New Life Center is a, is a rescue mission for, for homeless men. And uh, our, our goal is to bring men from, from thriving, from merely surviving to thriving through the love of Christ. And uh, right now we have a capacity for about 125 to 130 men that we can house in different various of our programming uh, to help them move along that journey. It's been around since 1907. Wow, 1907. Rob, how long have you been associated with the New Life Center? So I've been a, a, uh, on staff here since 2010. I uh, started as the assistant director in 2010 and then moved into the director role in 2013. And so i uh, been in this seat for a few years. Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, you know, you mentioned, Tom, uh, that that's a rescue mission for men. You know, I've, like, I've been over to Churches United, whatever. You know, there's families and everything. Why is the focus of the New Life Center men? You know, and that's, that's one of the questions we get on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. sure. So um, we're going to expand that a little bit as well. We certainly uh, we provide shelter for single men only. Okay. But we do provide food and clothing for men, women, and children in the community. Ah. And sometimes that gets lost. Most people think about, they walk or they drive by or walk by, uh, and they think, uh, okay, there's a, a building and there are men who stay there. I know that. And it must be a homeless shelter. And so they, they miss probably quite a bit of what we do. Mm -hmm. But the reason of why is more, we've been, so we've been around since 1907. Mm -hmm. And we have done, uh, we have done some family shelter years ago. But our focus at that time, the, the largest population of individuals who are homeless are single males. Mm -hmm. Now, that demographic is slowly shifting in our culture today, mm -hmm. but that is, if you will, our area of specialty. Uh, there are other organizations in town that do single females. They do uh, men, women, and children. And so we focus on uh, primarily sheltering mm -hmm. single males, but then serving men, women, and children through our other services. Sure, wonderful. Can talk with Rob Sweeters and Tom O'Keefe here at the New Life Center. Coming at you live, by the way, 3rd Avenue North from the New Life Center. You know, on your website, Tom, it says real change is happening at the New Life Center. Tell us about the kind of changes you're hoping and changes that you're seeing that God's providing. Well, in order to have real change, uh, the guys have to really dig deep and find out what, what was that cause, what was that inner wound, that inner hurt that caused mm -hmm. them, led them down this destructive choices that that brought them to to our doors and uh, generally we find out through the love of christ we can start dealing with some of those issues and help them see the world in a different way than they than they see it right now that there is that opportunity for real change for hope to break that cycle of destructive relationships and destructive decisions that they've made mm -hmm. so rob what are some of the ways that the new life center works to help bring about that change you know one of them there's boy 
We've got all day I know there's here, light. Right? That, that, yeah, as long as you want. Just Brandon joking. says we got till 4 p.m. There we go. Excellent. Let's He'll even going. buy lunch. Hey, so. I love it. Well, I'm definitely staying. Um, so one of the most important things is the folks that we serve, especially in our uh, where we provide shelter, for the ind- individuals that we provide shelter to, so often they come to us and either literally or figuratively have been kicked around by the world, if you sure. will. They have been, again, literally or figuratively told that they're not of value. Right. And so, uh, it, honestly, it starts with our staff and the front person that walk, they, you know, an individual walks in the door, that first person they see, we want that individual who comes in with a bag and who knows, I've seen folks outside my window get dropped off by a loved one and you could tell the conversation was not uh, endearing and mm-hmm. away the vehicle goes and there's someone standing in the middle of the road holding the bag and they walk into a building uncertain what am i getting into what is happening and there's someone who says hey welcome to the new life center how can we help you that's a very small thing but it is important and that sets the tone hopefully through for their time with us Uh, Our core values make up the word real. So respectful, encouraging, accountable, and loving. And I say to team members like Tom, I should be able to expect those things from him. He should be able to expect those things from me. He gets to call me when I am not being uh, loving or I'm not being respectful when I'm not being real. But it also goes to our guests. And we call the folks we serve guests. Um, Yes, we need to hold the... They need to be real, but they also need to be able to expect that from us. And so that culture of we're in this together is so important because so often it's been to them a we and they thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard. We work hard to try to break that down. Exactly. We're talking with Tom O'Keefe and Rob Swears here at the New Life Center today. My name is Tim Mosier, your host, again, coming at you live from 3rd Avenue North in Fargo, North Dakota. You know, Rob talked about uh, finding value. I, I was just picturing myself. When you talked about there, a family member loved them comes, drops someone off, and here you've got a bag that's all you own in your life. The person that supposedly loves you, and, and maybe they do, we don't know all the behind-the-scenes things, have dropped you off. There you are. You are literally left holding the bag. You are alone in the world. You go, whoa. Tom, talk maybe a little bit more about that value that Rob talked about. I mean, I love that the, the real that you guys have. I love the, how you hold each other accountable. But for instance, you, Tom, and maybe you can talk about this, weave it into it. You have a heart for this because you came from a professional career and said, I think I'm being called to serve these, these men in this way. Go ahead, tell us about that and how we get their value. Yeah, well, I've been thinking about that question all weekend long, why I've been called to serve. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I honestly think that the, the guys have been called to serve me. Wonderful. You know, that, that I came here looking for something, that I'm looking for a change in my life, a, a deeper relationship with Christ. And the, the guys and the team have helped, helped me find that. And, and that's where we, we have to help the guys find that value, that, that the world judges us by a different measure, by a different metric, a different standard, whether it's wealth or power or possessions or a job or a, a spouse or, or what have you. And then that true value comes from, from the, the, the love of the Lord. And we start teaching them that, as, as those that will participate in the devotions and in the, in the, in the Bible studies, that regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have, today's a new day. God loves us, and, and we can start over, and we can start building up and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Pope John Paul II and said that, well, again, he says basically that 
man cannot find himself unless he makes a sincere gift of himself. We follow Christ by making a sincere gift. And you mentioned that you, you get more out of it than, than, than what you give. Uh, I, I go out to nursing homes and play music, you know, and they say, oh, thanks, thanks for coming. And I say, you have given me much more than I gave you. So that idea of really giving of yourself that supreme gift that money, power, pleasure, possessions cannot do. Mm-hmm. That's so important. We'll talk with Rob Sweeters, Tom O'Keefe here at the New Life Center. Rob, let's go back to you for a little bit. Let's, again, um, let's talk a little bit more about, uh, well, we've got a few minutes left. Let's talk about your grand reopening. We're, we're going to get into that now because you guys are excited. You made a great, great campaign. The people turned out amazingly, both financially and physically, when you had your grand reopening. Tell us about that. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it was, you know the Lord's in it when... It turns out so much better than you had expected, right? We make our plans, and God determines how they turn out. And we were thinking, this is going to be wonderful if we can get 75 or 100 people here. You know, six, eight months ago when we started planning for this, we knew construction was going to be done. We wanted to have a celebration. And this is just a wonderful story of, so we were planning on having it on the front lawn, this great celebration. And rain and rain and rain and ringing of my hands of, oh, this praying, isn't going praying, with praying. my you know my plan. Yeah. And we had so much rain that we had to move it over to the thrift store parking lot. And I was a little bit bummed because we had got this nice lawn and all this. Well, it turned out that obviously uh, we had so many more people show up, we wouldn't have had space where it was. Uh-huh. So trusting that God is working even when we think this isn't going right. right. He is at work. Mm-hmm. And so we had over 300 people show up. We had uh, Mayor Mahoney here to celebrate with us. Uh, my predecessor, Dan Danielson, who'd been the director for 35 years, came back and received, uh, we presented him with a Lifetime Achievement Award. But also, we had some of the folks who graduated through our programs participating and up at the ribbon cutting and helping serve the meal because they are part of our community. So it was a grand celebration indeed. Wow, that's great. Talked with Rob Swears and Tom O'Keefe here at the New Life Center. Maybe give us just a few of the specifics, that the, the things that are available now with, with this uh, new, new upgrade and the sure. new plan and how you're able to better serve. Well, one of the primary things is, is the new front entry. And, mm-hmm. and through, through no fault of anybody's design, the guys came through the back and the guests and the community came through the front. And it, it created just this idea that they were separate. Mm-hmm. And having a one entrance for everybody to go through, just everybody's the same level, same dignity, same respect. <clears throat> we didn't really increase our capacity that much, but through the remodel, we're able to increase the amount of space that's allocated mm-hmm. to each guy, just that they're worth a little bit more. Uh, the bathrooms are all done beautifully. The, everything's done. We're just so blessed to have people in the community support us because we want to provide for the guys the best. So they believe that they they deserve that too. They deserve that respect and dignity. So in, in the space that we used to have, uh, we have what, time, uh, space and a half again mm-hmm. for the same amount of guys that we used mm-hmm. to have. And one of the big things too that we had done was uh, we have separate our programs short-term individuals, you know, right off the street, emergency shelter, I'm just looking to get out of the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were intermingled with guys who were in the longer-term program trying to stay sober and work on life skills. And that was before the remodel. Now we've separated those so that, indeed, if you're only looking for emergency shelter and I'm not willing to invest in myself, we're still going to love people, we're going to serve them, but then after a period of time, they do need to move on so we can make room for someone else. Mm-hmm. Those who want to invest in their life and want to 
work on life skills, want to work on sobriety, want to work on relationships, want to work on anything, they have different program space now. So that was a, a game changer uh, for us here. Yeah, that makes great sense. We love them just the way we are, but love them too much to let them stay that way. Offer them the opportunity when moved by God to yep. to become more independent. So yeah, but that that's wonderful. Yeah, that, that is so great. You know, I, I want to go back to the team for just a little bit because I, I was a college coach for well thirty years, and I know the importance of the character of the team members. Now I know Tom, I know Jay Thorson, I know you have two excellent men who again were professionals in other areas. And God called them here, and they're here to serve. Talk about the importance again of that team, and how how that really helps. You know that is one of the one of the most important things that I have focused on in my role as the executive director is bringing the right people because mm-hmm. I don't serve the our guests individually. These guys are working with their teams to serve them, and culture, our team, is what makes us as an organization. Uh, able to carry out what we do so well. Um, one of my favorite authors, Patrick Lencioni, talks about in his book, The Advantage, that is our advantage, is our culture. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily smarter people, although Tom's a pretty smart guy. It's not bad. And not bad, <laughs> but it, it isn't that. It's having the right people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the right people at the right heart who focused on the Lord. You know, I Amen. mean, we yeah. bring whatever it is to God, and he multiplies it, right? When we lay it at his feet, that's what happens. And that's what I think is, is so outstanding uh, about what we see here at the New Life Center. You talked a little earlier, Rob, about uh, some of your um, alums coming back, you know, to this. Maybe, I don't know if you have a specific story or just maybe just some ideas. Let, let our listeners give them a sense of some of the great things that God has changed the hearts and lives of men here at the New Life Center. You know, one of the, and I brought a picture, not that we okay. can show this on the no, radio, okay. but this is a picture that hangs in my office. It's of a gentleman, and he's presenting me with uh, a coin. And this okay. is someone who uh, is a little older gentleman and had uh, a life of alcoholism, uh, separation from his wife, just a hard, hard living guy, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up uh, losing his housing. Uh, through substance abuse and came to us as an angry man mm-hmm. ended up finding out that he ended he had cancer so let's add on top of it he was an alcoholic an angry man and then has cancer mm-hmm. and so we were able to help him process through that uh, we got him connected with doctors at Roger Maris um, we helped him with in the area of sobriety giving him tools and help basically setting the table he had to do the hard work but he's presenting to me in this picture a, a two-year coin. And I actually carry it in my wallet every single day. I've got it with me. And this is an individual now who is healthy. He's on his own. He's cancer-free, praise God. And mm-hmm. uh, He's sober. He's almost three years sober now uh, in August, coming up here. And he came back, and he volunteers uh, on a regular basis driving for us. So he's someone who came through the program and understands the impact we had, but also that he's part of the solution for others. Mm-hmm. And that sense of community is so important for guys. And once they catch that, then they realize the world's not against me. Or the world may be against me, actually, mm-hmm. but I don't have to stay there. Uh, there are folks who want help. And just weaving that in and talking with him about the Lord, too, how important that is. Yeah, well, that is transforming lives. Rob Swears, Tom O'Keefe. Thanks for kicking off our show here live at the New Life Center in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks so much for all you do. We appreciate it. All right. Coming up next, do you have a question about faith or anything else in the world around us? Get those questions ready for straight talk. And later, 
We will look forward to, for a ride the rodeo with Jessica, Je, sorry, Jolene Obergewicz. This is Tim Mosier listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. It's the 63rd Annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94, east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10. The excitement begins at 1. Advanced tickets and information at hotrnd.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Coming at you live here, Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser from Fargo, North Dakota, on location at the New Life Center at 3rd Avenue North here in Fargo. We'd like again to thank Rob Swears and Tom O'Keefe for kicking off our our show here today. It was great, great to see them and to have them come and talk about their uh, their experiences here at the New Life Center. And boy, you know, changing hearts, changing lives uh, with, with the heart of a servant. I appreciate that. We also would like to remind you that we have 20, well, we had 20 tickets at the beginning of the hour. We have tickets, free tickets for the Champions Ride. It's a saddle brog match benefiting the Home on the Range uh, and it's going to be Saturday, August 3rd, courtesy of Home on the Range. It features the best PRCA saddle bronc riders in the world. Again, we have 20 tickets. If you want some, you call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. First come, first serve basis for this. Uh, if you have a family of five, you want five, just say you'd like five, and, and off you go. It benefits a great cause. So again, the Champions Ride, call 877-795-0122, happening Saturday, August 3rd. 
At the bottom of the hour, I want to remind you that we're going to have straight talk with Father William Slattery, one of our fine, fine young priests here in the Diocese of Fargo, and we appreciate that. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask him something about, he said in his homily last night, he, he celebrated the 7 o'clock Mass, he really tied in the gospel to, to St. Benedict and, and, and his rule and, and what he expected, and, and I thought that was a great, great tie-in. So I'm going to ask him about that, and then you guys call in 877-795-0122 in just a few minutes, about five minutes. I do want to just... You know, just throw something out there for you because Father, of course, is, is a celibate. He has uh, vow, taken a vow of, uh, not just a vow of chastity, we all are to live chaste. But I have, of course, as you know, what I call pivotal paragraphs in the Catechism. And I want to go to paragraph 1619 and just talk about that for a minute. Now, 16, 18, 19, and 20, those three paragraphs talk about virginity for the sake of the kingdom. Of course, you remember Matthew 19, right? Jesus is talking and that, you know, about marriage and divorce. And he says, takes him back to the beginning. But then he goes on right after that. He talks about marriage and divorce. He says, some are made eunuchs at birth. You know, some people are incapable of, 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 uh, of producing new life. That's the way God did. Some are made that way. You know, when, when, you, when you captured the men, you made it so that they wouldn't bother the women. <laughs> you made sure of that. But it says, some freely choose for the sake of the king. They make themselves eunuch. For the sake of the kingdom. This is 1619, the heart of these three paragraphs. Listen to this. Virginity for the sake of the kingdom of heaven is an unfolding of baptismal grace. So again, Father was called. He felt the calling. He responded to that calling. It's response to his baptismal grace. And it goes on. It's a powerful sign of the supremacy of the bond with Christ. So let's stop right there for a second. Remember, Paul in 1 Corinthians 7 says... A married man and married woman, they're anxious about pleasing their spouse, as they should be. But an unmarried man, unmarried woman, they're anxious about serving the Lord. Now, we all want to serve the Lord. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to give you an example this morning, all right? I was just kind of getting ready for the show, looking at a few things, reading through these paragraphs prayerfully. And I was actually thinking about Father Slattery. I'm going, I wonder what he's doing this morning. You know, I'm sure he's doing his morning prayer. He probably already said your office. He's prayed, which is awesome. I got to quickly go through morning prayer. But I'm sitting here with two kids, you know, trying to get them breakfast and, and all this kind of stuff, getting ready to go. And it's like, I, I'm called to this. I am so happy I'm married to Veronica. It's the best gift God has given me here on earth. I'm called to that. But there is this sense of, you know, if I had a little more time to prepare, it might be nice, you know. And, but, but I need to, first of all, how do I love God? It's through our vocation, not through my occupation. Vocation before occupation. And so I said, if I focus on my wife and these children, God's going to give me what I need. Father Slatter is probably praying, probably preparing here. He didn't have the, I don't want to say the distraction, but maybe the dividedness of, okay, now I've got this physical family here. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got more sons and daughters than I'll ever have, spiritual sons and daughters. But probably this morning, they probably weren't all knocking on his door saying, I need breakfast, right? But that's the idea. So getting back to the catechism, the focus then is supremacy on Christ and of the ardent expectation of his return. You see, the consecrated celibate says, marriage is good, yes, be fruitful and multiply. But remember, if we go to the Gospels again, Go back to Matthew 22 when Jesus is talking to the Sadducees. Remember that little thing? Hey, of course, they, they try to trap him, right? The Sadducees. Hey, smart guy, right? This guy marries seven right women. They all die. You know, I mean, this woman does. They all die. Whose spouse will they be in heaven? He says, you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. Because there's neither marriage nor are we given a marriage in heaven. See, our ultimate, our ultimate union is that with Christ. And of course, these, the, the catechism goes on to say that marriage, 
uh, points to the present age, which is passing away. But celibacy points to the age to come. And so that's why John Paul II said these are complementary vocations. Yes, we need to live the here and now. And of course, we need to have families, right, to, to be fruitful and multiply. But we also need those people who, again, freely forego, freely forego the goods of marriage. Again, the church teaches, and John Paul II echoed again and again, you need to know what you're giving up. Father Slattery did not go into priesthood blind. He wasn't running away from you know, marriage and children. Matter of fact, I bet he's like 99% of the others saying, I feel like maybe a tug for marriage and family might, might be good. And he has to discern that. But the consecrated celibate focuses us on the hereafter, the eschaton, when our ultimate goal is going to be. He's saying you can be happy, you can be fulfilled, you can have a wonderful life, even if you're not married. And he points us to that. So marriage and the consecrated celibate, these are complementary vocations, and we need them both. They reinforce the other. All right? And so... I had someone to me talk the other day about, oh, I, I was talking to a priest. They must be so lonely. I said, you know, it's, it's, anyone can be lonely, right? But if you're really truly living out a vocation, God's going to give you that grace. Do we have moments of loneliness? Sure. Do we have moments of, but who doesn't, you know? And, and so I just think that's wonderful. So what, what I told this person is I said, you know, again, they freely choose to do this. They discern it. They pray about it. And then I went through these things with them, right? The, the 1 Corinthians 7, the, the, the Matthew 19, the Matthew 22. And, and, and they stepped back afterwards and said, you know, I never heard that before. And that makes a lot of sense. So one last story, about 30 seconds before straight took her. My mom, you know, she, my dad died 19 years ago. She says, oh my goodness. She says, I can't imagine being more happy than it was with your father. I said, I know, mom. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. But in heaven... You're going to be oh so happy. You'll see, Dad, but you'll be oh so happy, even though you won't be married to him. God is going to work that all out. All right, so we got about 15 seconds left here. So we're going to remind you again. We have Father William Slattery sitting right beside me here. And call us at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Because we are coming up on Straight Talk. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Here we are with Straight Talk. That's right. You hear the phone going. So that's urging you to give us a call at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. I'd like to let you know that Robert from Fargo got four tickets for the Home on the Range Champions Ride. All right. And again, if you call 877-795-0122, you can either talk with Father William Slattery or you can get some free tickets or you can do both. Welcome, Father Slattery. Thanks, too. Do you like to go by Father William or Fa Father William? Okay, yeah. very good, Father William. That's great. Glad to have you. Your first time on Straight Talk or not? Yes, first time. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you're, you're, you're going to do great. Like I said, people just they can kind of call in with some questions. And, and until we get a question, we kind of banter back and forth. I'll ask you first, is there anything on your mind that, that you know, God's putting upon your heart to maybe share with our listeners this morning? And if not, I'm going to ask you about St. Benedict, so just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about St. Benedict. Okay. Is there anybody? Yeah, let's go ahead and tie that in. I'll let you do it. I mean, I was just, I love how you wove him in to your homily last night at Mass. 
Yeah, so uh, for the listeners, uh, yesterday's readings uh, reflected a lot about hospitality, as we read from Abraham, uh, and especially from the gospel, between the the roles of Martha and Mary, and uh, I guess how the church throughout the ages, you, you know, interprets this in many different ways. It's the cool thing about being Catholic yeah. is how we're invited to uh, read the gospel and the scripture through different lenses and speaks to us even today. Uh, but looking at that role, uh, you know, the difference between Martha and Mary and their service and the focus of of the humble service of of attentiveness, of being present of Mary. And Jesus kind of emphasizes this as, as a, again, uh, a, a, a greater service. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one of the things that uh, Benedict, the, the founder of monasticism, emphasized in his rule was this kind of same role, that, that uh, the focus of hospitality is is to make oneself equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we see kind of with, with Mary, mm-hmm. is she's entering the presence of Christ as, as an equal, even though she's sitting at his feet, is enjoying his presence. Again, this is our Savior who calls us, you know, brothers and sisters and, and friends, not slaves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Benedict, too, uh, who's writing in his, uh, his role, says that uh, the, the monk has a, has a priority of hospitality in his life, that those who come to the monastery uh, should be welcomed as if it were Christ himself, and gives us these great images of what the monk should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say the monk should prostrate himself <laughs> in adoration <laughs> right. of Christ in reverence, but no, uh, but just like Abraham did uh, in, in the first reading from yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, wash his feet. We see this, you know, Jesus doing that with his own disciples mm-hmm. as well. Uh, that the monk would should give them food, mm-hmm. uh, should especially pray with them first. Mm-hmm. That's one of the primary things. Because ah. uh, prayer, he says, eliminates judgment. Mm-hmm. Because it focuses our attentions on, on God the Father mm-hmm. and also in our common equality with each other in relation to God. And that's uh, one of the important parts of the Christian act of hospitality mm-hmm. is that it allows us to have a real equality with others. Mm-hmm. And therefore, to live justice. I said in my homily, you can't have a quali- you can't have justice without equality. Right. And I, I uh, and this that. is why it's such an essential role. That's why he highlights those who should receive uh, generosity more are those who are poor and pilgrims, because they're the most equal with uh, with the monastic life, because they receive everything from God's providence. Exactly. We're talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk. Waiting for your calls eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also message us on Facebook. Brandon's sitting right here, ready to go. You know, he's, he's, he wants to wants to be put to work. So uh, let's do that. I, I like how you mentioned. Um, because I was going to mention that, the preference to the poor. You know, and I don't know if you heard much of the first segment. I know you're probably maybe driving in and talking some here, but that's the New Life Center. You know, they, they changed their, their entry around because the, the residents, the, the guests, used to come in from the back. The people, but now everyone comes together. That idea of equality, that idea of justice, I mean, to see a living example here is, is, is pretty amazing. It is, and uh, if you're looking at the church's social teaching, it's founded in uh, in the the way Christ mm-hmm. lived his life, and it, you know we, the church refers to it as a preferential option mm-hmm. that we have to make for the poor because uh, they're most like Christ, mm-hmm. uh, and also that we have to uh, really rectify some injustice that they're living uh, for us to claim equality, 
and uh, I think it's uh, we dive into this. I, ta- I teach it in my class uh, oh, a lot, perfect. and it's wonderful. But and that's I think the hardest thing for a lot of the students to understand is: yeah. doesn't Jesus love us all equally? Mm-hmm. Therefore, how can we have a preference for the mm-hmm. poor? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we like everyone the same? But there is again that uh, injustice that experience that we have to remedy for us to truly claim. Uh, authentic dignity and recover that exactly and you know i think fits right fitting right into this let's talk a little bit about today's feast mary magdalene because you know she was someone christ obviously went out to the boy i mean she had seven demons expelled you're a great sinner right but yet is an amazing saint talk about that a little bit father yeah uh our feast day today mary magdalene uh pope francis you know recently uh mm-hmm. raised raised this to a level of feast yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh i think we look at the importance of that is in the in the prayer today at the closing of, of the mass uh it talks about the role of perseverance. Mm. Uh, and again, seeing that Mary Magdalene through the tradition is a symbol of penitence, uh, of return and extreme love of the mercy of the, of the Lord. And we find uh, right in the gospel reading today, she's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's the one who's always there yeah. uh, at the foot of the cross, at the tomb. And she's the first one to see, especially that the tomb is empty, goes back to the, the, you know, the apostles and tells them this information, right? Peter, John come back, they leave and she stays. Exactly. I see kind of the, you know, kind of, I think the important role of, of, of this level of perseverance is it comes from an ardency of hope, mm. right? Uh, a desire for the Lord uh, that uh, it's holy. Uh, exactly. Yeah, great. Exactly. We might come back to some Father, but we have a, we have a question from yeah. someone in Fargo. Father, could you please talk about pilgrimage? It's history. It's important to our spiritual lives and our personal experiences that you've had on pilgrimages. Well, this is an awesome question because I uh, one of the things I get to do as uh, with my work at Shanley is to take kids on a pilgrimage to Rome uh, every summer, and we just got back uh, in July. Uh, June thirtieth. Okay, and uh, and so uh, pilgrimage is one of the uh, early forms, especially of of spiritual penitence in the church. Mm-hmm. It's a way through which uh, we can, in an isolated period of time, intensify our spiritual life, which is itself a journey from one land to another, from one home to another, uh, from our home here on earth to our home in heaven. And through the ascetic life of, of trusting God's providence, of emptying ourselves of our control, mm-hmm. of uh, diving especially into a deeper sense of prayer, we uh, really gain a closeness with uh, the community of saints uh, and also with that sense of divine filiation mm-hmm. that, again, our Father loves us so much and we can place our trust in him. And these, so I just got back with them. It's, uh, we took 130 high school Whoa. students. And you don't even have any gray hairs yet, Father. That's well, good. they're coming. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a wonderful experience. And you see, uh, one of the unique things we, we do is every pilgrimage requires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things that this program does run through the University of Mary mm-hmm. is we tell them they can't bring their phones, no Love phones it. on this trip. And it's uh, two weeks uh, through the sacred parts of Rome. And it's a, both a historical and spiritual uh, lesson for them. Um, and, but you see the spiritual dimension thrive in them as they gain this freedom, yeah. uh, freedom to encounter each other. And you see kind of how the spiritual life uplifts the experience of the human person. So true. I love that. And it's the freedom from this phone, this technology being enslaved to that, which we think frees us. Freedom from that frees us for yeah. that interpersonal communication and the freedom of, of seeing each other. Wow. Yeah. I had uh, one girl, you know, came, said, you know, Father, I've got more freedom here in Rome 
my parents let me have it back home. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? That's great. Talking with Father William Slattery. Great, great thing about pilgrimage. And, and so now did some uh, students from like maybe the other Catholic schools, like St. Mary's and Trinity, did, did they all They're all to? with us, yep. We oh, all wow. combine it together. It's a great way for them to experience. Yeah. Uh, they're all incoming seniors. And so oh. that's meant especially to give them an extra boost as they enter their final year of, of high school and prepare for that transition. Yeah. And what a great way to meet from, from other uh, cities and other, other schools, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yep. Because they stop becoming rivals and look at each other as equals. <laughs> Isn't that the way it is? Yes. Again, we're talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk. You can give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or message us on Facebook. We'd like to thank that listener from Fargo for that question about pilgrimage. That was awesome. We do want to quickly remind you again: we are giving away tickets for the Ride of Champions Saturday, August third. Just give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five. Zero one two two. So, Father, I talked a little earlier. Maybe we can go to this a little bit. Uh, there was an article recently about the beauty of, of being a priest and celibacy and those kind of things. And I talked about the complementary vocations. Maybe just some of your thoughts on you know being a priest and all, all these things. Yeah, uh, especially... In my discernment as a priest, uh, you know, it's been very recent. I've only been a priest for years. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they make a, a major and important emphasis of this in our, in our formation. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, you kind of summed up the importance of, of the role of celibacy and a little bit of, again, in relation to the, the married state. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they're complementary. They're complementary. Um, and, uh, and I think for... For the priest, you kind of emphasize the reality of being able to live for a single purpose. Um, there is a great beauty to that. Um, and yeah, you've talked about all the things, right? There is times of loneliness, but I, I know priests who want to leave Fargo to go out in the country <laughs> to get some alone time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> because being a, a life of a priest isn't like it isn't just isolated all the time. Right, right. Uh, rather, again, we are as kind of the, with the imagery of the pilgrimage, we're made free for others, um, yeah. and that's one of the kind of radical parts of celibacy is the uh, living fully for Christ makes us then free to serve others. And that's kind of the role of this and benefit of the celibate priesthood is to be able to pack up and go wherever you're requested, uh, wherever you know, the Holy Spirit directs uh, through the role of the bishop and the needs of the church. Um, and there is a beauty to that. Um, and again, an openness uh, to God himself mm-hmm. in that experience. Um, and I know I've expressed that, and you, I live that in my own life. Uh, and I, I found, right, it, there is that aspect of the hundredfold. Yeah. You, every vocation involves a sacrifice. Every right, life involves uh, a giving of ourselves right. away a, a to others as yeah. a gift. Yeah. And then it's only when we engage that do we really encounter benefit of the Lord who makes our, our sacrifices bountiful. Amen. Amen. That makes great sense. Father William Slattery here on, on Straight Talk. And of course, we should remind everyone, everyone has the primary vocation is a vocation to love. How that's lived out, whether, you know, celibate life, you know, it's priest like you, married life, single life. I mean, everyone's primary vocation is vocation to love. Okay, well, Sharon from Fargo took another six tickets. So we have about 10 tickets remaining for that champion's ride at 877-795-0122. Father, we have another question from Fargo. Talks about Martha from the gospel yesterday. Was worried and busy about so many things. How significant, the, how significant is this in our own lives? And how do we become more calm in these times? Yeah, I think especially uh, we could look at Mary Magdalene as a mm-hmm. as a figure. There you go. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think the question is referring especially to some of the challenges we face in the church uh, mm-hmm. among uh, with the sex abuse crisis, mm-hmm. um, 
questions of leadership, of, of integrity. Um, I think you look at figures like Mary Magdalene and even St. John, um, even if you're looking at kind of two people who maybe had a right to leave the church. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Father Jordan Dosh from the Bismarck Diocese gave a great homily about this, about okay. John the Apostle being kind of the only person who had the most right to leave right. the church because here he was at the cross and look around, you know, Mary Magdalene's there, Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all some of the other women, but right. where are the other guys, exactly. right? Where are you guys, where are you losers? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you left me alone, right? Mm-hmm. But what is, what do we see, right? I mean, John builds up like one of the most beautiful spiritual theologies in the church uh, on the Eucharist. Uh, again, showing that closeness to Christ. Mary Magdalene and her perseverance, uh, again, is the first to experience the resurrection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and given that commission, the first commission to bring it to the, the apostles. Uh, I think uh, in our own life today, right, we, again, need to focus in on our relationship with Christ the Lord, mm-hmm. who, right, continues to reveal himself to us, right. call us by name, uh, to, again, challenge us to live in authentic integrity, mm-hmm. but also to have a desire for him in our hearts, yeah, so true. Talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk, you know, talking about the whole anxious about so many things, and that's kind of what you upbraided for is being anxious. You know, again, where is your faith? What well, you know? Think about the apostles, right? I mean, they're afraid, they're anxious. You know, mm-hmm. I knew you not yet. No, and it reminds me of John Paul II. Uh, think about this guy, Pope. You know, in such a turbulent time, right? And people always said he had such an inner peace with all this. And I, I'm thinking at least, and maybe we can, maybe we can touch on this a little bit, Father. We want to thank again the, our, uh, our questioner from Fargo about, about Martha. And again, I encourage you, 877-795-0122, or message us on Facebook. Father Slattery will answer your question. Knock it out of the park like he has these other ones. But uh, John Paul II, so much at inner peace, even though the world around him was in such tumult. And I really think, I mean, he spent hours a day at the Mother Teresa in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Maybe talk about the importance of prayer and spending time with Jesus to get that inner peace regardless of what's happening in our lives. Yeah, uh, you know, part of, the, again, vocation is, is a calling uh, of mm-hmm. love, to love first, and uh, particularly for uh, for a priest and for those who live in a celibate life, right? Uh, our, our calling is, is to love love the Lord above all things. And again, this sense of prophetic nature of what our true calling is for everybody, we, we show that. And uh, this is where I, mean, I think the beauty of John Paul II and the encouragement that came from that time period. And uh, you know, there's a John Paul II generation of priests, right? Amen. And what do they do? They imitate him. The, the call to adoration uh, is a central part of that because it's there that we gaze upon the bridegroom. Uh, and again, that inner peace comes from a reflection of Christ himself who is present among us. And where Christ is present, evil flees. Uh, you know, where Christ is present, right? He parts the waters, uh, the turbulent parts of our lives and anxiety. And uh, I think that's the source of, I think, the strength of John Paul II's life, you know, uh, Mother Teresa as well, spent all that time in adoration with, encourages it for her sisters that there's no adoration time that's wasted. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually among the order of service in their day, they make a primacy of that. I think someone asked her once, like, well, if you didn't spend that time in the chapel, couldn't you help others more, mm-hmm. right? That's a pragmatic part. Right. And her yeah. response is, if I didn't spend that time with the Lord, I couldn't help anybody. I couldn't even help myself. Yeah, amen. Yep. 
so true. Father William Slattery here in Street Tie. And I had her story. I don't know if it's true or not about Mother Teresa, but I think it is. Because I think their norm is an hour in adoration a day. And she says, and when we have a lot to do, especially difficult day, we do two hours of adoration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Isn't that yeah. great? We're talking with Father William Slattery here again on Straight Talk. Give us a call at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. Or you can message us on Facebook. Um, let's talk a little bit about maybe some uh, spiritual reading, you know. Um, what are some things you might might recommend to our listeners just some simple things maybe to get started oh i don't know where to go and i've got a whole library what you know what what might be some simple places to start uh well i think uh one of a a go-to one for me is uh the the spiritual writer jacques philippe um from the community saint john right um he writes a couple really good they're they're very short Mm -hmm. good they're also very straightforward nice uh and so there are two books that uh i really enjoyed were interior freedom and then thirsting for prayer Ah, okay. um, and I, again, the emphasis, uh, he does a good summary of uh, kind of the spiritual tradition of the church mm-hmm. um, and then the benefits of all of them, right? The Carmelite tradition, uh, you get uh, especially the ascetic tradition of the fathers and the you know, desert fathers, uh, you know, even to the modern day, right? A lot of the, you know, the Thomas Kempis, so he oh, can yeah. weave them all in. Yeah, and I've, so uh, that would be a good suggestion for me, uh, especially thirsting for prayers as a a profound book uh, that connects uh, our desires, mm-hmm. right? our, our search for emotions, our, our response from the Lord, mm-hmm. but also, again, a call for how we truly engage, what we're searching for, what we need to kind of desire in prayer. So. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Talking again with Father William Slattery. We have a few minutes left here on Street Talk, so please give us a call at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. You know, in the readings for today's Math Father, one of the options for the first readings from the Song of Songs, uh, Chapter 3, and I was looking through this, it just... I could see my life and it says that the bride says, I sought God with all my heart. I love him, but I did not find him. I'll rise and go to the city and the streets. I'll seek him. I sought him, but did not find him. The watchman came upon me. As they made the rounds of the city, I said, have you seen him whom I love? I had hardly left them when I found him whom my heart loves. The idea of going to the right place, you know, being in the right frame of mind. I mean, again, it reminds me of Mary Magdalene, right? So maybe some reflections on the readings for today, either from the first readings or from that gospel. Yeah, well, I think uh, there's a good connection with uh, not only the readings for today, but also then the readings for the breviary mm-hmm. uh, and the emphasis that, uh, that, you know, we look at the Psalms that usually use for uh, a feast day would right. be from the first Sunday mm-hmm. uh, of, of the week uh, and then so of the Psalter. And so the first psalm is you know uh, my soul thirsts for you right, right. this sense of 69. you know yeah. uh and so this aspect of like again this existential thirst that's there mm-hmm. right a deep mm-hmm. longing that we have for the lord right. uh is reflected i think in in every human heart right yeah, we look at it and that's what amen. we see especially in mary magdalene why she's there right she's looking for the lord her heart longs for it uh and right that's uh that longing leads towards an achievement of, of that desire. You betcha. Wonderful. Well, we got questions coming off. Let's, let's take this one. During yesterday's first reading for Mass, what can we learn about Abraham's beautiful hospitality and our own call to welcome the stranger? Yeah, you look at uh, how how this kind of unfolds. Is uh, you know Abraham, he, you know, in a certain way, he goes out of his way 
just like you know Martha did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying <laughs> yeah. to run back and forth, right? Yeah. He washes their feet. Uh, he goes back and he asks for like fine measures of flour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also then you know goes and you know grabs you know a nice. I like how he's a hundred and he runs out. To oh the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's running, right? Uh, yeah. Again, it's expressive of the emotion, yeah. the passion that's yeah. there. Uh, you know, he grabs and prepares a full meal for them, right? And then again, part of it too is he's sitting at their feet, right? And then yeah. you look at uh, the tradition of Israel. There is, uh, you know, a long-standing tradition of the welcoming of a stranger, right? Abraham, right, before their enslavement in, in Egypt, after that, right, it becomes a, a command upon the people of Israel that, right, to welcome the stranger, welcome the alien, because you two were welcomed, uh, you know, when, in, in Exodus, right? In, right. In, in Egypt, when there was no food, right? right? There's a sense of God's providence and how it weaves in our lives and how we have to be open, I think it's a cool, and the fathers of the church uh, interpret that passage in a cool way, that there's three, right, three messengers, right? Okay, right, exactly. And this is often traditionally referred to as the Trinity, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because, again, going to language stuff, right, it goes... It goes from three people, and it's the Lord speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them is speaking, right? And it's interesting, again, of that essence of... uh, of this experience of welcoming the stranger is to welcome God himself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and for us, again, I think this is an important thing to reflect upon. We face in our own nation a lot of yeah. questions over uh, how we should welcome the stranger. Yeah. What, what should be our openness? And I think this is where the church gives us great, great uh, concepts of uh, looking at the foundation of of how our response should be. It should be friendship. Yeah, exactly. um, we We welcome those who are strangers. We care for them. Uh, for their basic needs uh, because as Christ gave us that example love the least of my brothers because I, I am with them right he identifies with them the most right yeah take taste me back to Matthew 25 right whatsoever you do to the least of yep. my brothers you do unto me Lord when did we see you naked or thirsty when you did to the least of my brother you did it to me and the thing is right you see the generosity of Abraham right yeah. Yeah. that he's not looking for anything in result but what comes what comes from that exactly a letter a, a message right yeah. uh, a, a, pro- a prophecy of, of a child yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly father we have on the phone um, Aaron from Rochester wants to ask about uh, they're on the phone we'll let Aaron from Rochester you go ahead and ask father father William your question Awesome. Thanks for having me on. My question is about Eucharistic ministers and why why is there a need for them and if they could possibly create sacrilege if they don't purify their, their fingers or their hands after touching the Lord. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron, for the question today. Uh, yeah, the... Uh the use of Eucharistic ministers comes uh, especially uh, as we have large, large masses that need uh, help with the distribution of the Eucharist. Um, it's permitted, especially by the the, the liturgy and the, and especially the the rite itself talks about that. But uh, again, the idea is that there are they're extraordinary. Um, to the usual minister, which is the priest and deacon, um, and I'm sure that they're a good help, especially for those uh, house calls uh, for the hospitals, even at the large masses in our cities. Uh, you know, you are right, though. Like one of the things that is required uh, is that we have to train them uh, to respect the Eucharist. Um, you know, uh, part of their service is that they help us priests. Uh, to give and distribute the body and blood and soul of any of our Lord uh, to his, his faithful. Um, and so w- they have to be instructed in the knowledge of this proper care, right? 
that they help us to teach by their actions, right? So that they help the faithful to recognize, right, and reverence Christ in the Eucharist. Does that help, Aaron? So I would say the question yeah. on on your end, right? Uh, there can be a lack of respect sometimes, uh, and right. The, again, sacrilege is is uh, an attack upon uh, kind of the Eucharist by a lack of faith, right? Um, but that's where on our part as priests uh, and leaders in the church, we have to instruct them properly, right? And it kind of falls on that because I think a lot of things, sacrilege has to be intent, intended. Um, and so ignorance, right, uh, it, it does decrease the gravity of actions, but it re- falls on those responsible, like us, like as teachers, so. How is that, Aaron? Great. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Aaron from Rochester, for that call. That's great. We appreciate that. Again, just have a couple minutes left. Maybe time for one more call or message on Facebook, 877-795-0122. And Father, maybe we won't get one or until we do. Maybe just reflect a little bit on, on this new assignment. I, you had the exciting time of going over in pilgrimage. Tell me what you're looking forward to now in this new position as chaplain at, at the Shanley and Sullivan. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing is being able to bring the gospel. Uh, you know, uh, not that it wasn't brought before. No, Father no. Charles LaCroix did yeah, an awesome job. He's been there 12 years, and I actually am very lucky to step into a place. I've worked there for three years. But also just uh, taking over uh, this role as chaplain, is it, it is uh, to exercise uh, a spiritual fatherhood uh, in this place, and particularly, again, to live out my desire for the Lord and uh, to bring that to, to the students that, again, have that same craving, have the same longing uh, for, for the Lord, um, even if sometimes they don't want to acknowledge it or sometimes they feel it, sometimes it can be jammed down their throat, uh, <laughs> right? They've been doing this for 12 years, Father, right? Uh, you know, but that, again, being able to inspire in them uh, by my witness uh, a desire uh, and help them to see the importance of placing that priority of God in their lives as they focus in on the future. Yeah, I, I think it's so important, as you know. I mean, I, of course, Augustine said it right. We, we were made for you, right? Our hearts are restless till we rest in you. You've got a lot of restless hearts there. Yep. But what a great opportunity by your witness, and then, of course, by sharing the gospel in various ways to help them see that that's what they're really longing for. Yeah. Yep, I think that's the. I mean, that's where it makes my job easy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that, that, that's great. That's great. Well, wonderful. Um, so we got. Two minutes left here, Father. Anything else you just want to share with our listeners uh, before we go? A couple minutes. What's on your heart? All right. Well, Tim, well, this, be the first, this is my first time on. Uh-huh. It's a lot easier than, uh, than <laughs> I thought it would be. Okay. So if there's anyone out there who ever gets invited to come on, I can do it. You can do it. Okay, I, I, <laughs> but also, I think the big thing is uh, these summer months are, are amazing opportunities to, to focus in on our, our spiritual lives. We don't take uh, the summers off as Catholics. <laughs> and uh, part of it is to really grow. And so I encourage them to focus in on these areas of life. Uh, there's, there's a calmness to the summer, right? There is anxieties. We're going everywhere. But it takes some time to, to rest, uh, to focus on the readings uh, for the Mass, to to see where the Lord's calling them uh, to change and grow closer to him. Mm-hmm. You know, one last thing that I'll maybe mention too, and, and this, I think it's our culture, but it's, it's easy to, in the college sports culture I was in, more is better. And, and that's not necessarily the case. You know, we, we jam our lives so full of things and stuff and more money for this and that. And sometimes that peace, that, that doesn't bring true peace, you know. And so anyway, just an encouragement just to be still. You know, he is God as the Psalms tell yeah. us and just to relax. 30 seconds, Father. All right. Can you give us a little blessing before we go? Yeah. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing in our lives. You are our provident Father. Help us to always trust in you as you bestow everything we need. Help us to trust 
that we may receive your blessing, experience your grace and love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And want to God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father William, William Slattery. You did a great job. Brand is smiling. You're going to be back. I can tell. <laughs> All right. All right. That's wonderful. Thanks again so much for everyone who called in. 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Up next, time to hit the road with Jolene Obergewich on the Champions Ride to the Home on the Range. And later in the show, we'll look forward to hearing about the fun events in our 10-minute tour. This is Tim Moser coming at you live from Fargo. We'll be back right after this. Mm-hmm. 